Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie, and welcome to the Confidence Creators Podcast. We are real women with real stories that will uplift and inspire you. Each week, you will learn to build and gain trust in yourself. Together, we will explore what confidence means to you, where to find it, and have fun doing it. It's time to take back your confidence. Episode 13, Motherhood and Confidence. Sometimes as mothers, we don't give ourselves the credit we deserve. In this episode, we will discuss motherhood and the struggles that we face when it comes to being confident in our role. Yes, I think that we all can relate, or those of us who are mothers, um, some of us have older children, Mm -hmm. but they're still our children, (laughs) and some of us are new moms, and I think that none of us naturally believe that we're going to be good moms off the bat. Yeah. I think there's always that self-doubt as to, you know, are we going to be a good mother? Do we even know what we're doing? Mm -hmm. All those things I know ran through my mind during the time that I was pregnant and having like anxiety about it almost. Right, right. And and out of everything that comes instinctively, so does self-doubt. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it just happens. So it's okay to have the thoughts of, can I do this? Am I doing it right? You know, I'm failing. How many times have you felt like you're mm-hmm. failing as a mother? Yeah. I mean, myself, I've thought about it a billion times. I mean, my daughter's 22 years old, and sometimes I still feel like, you know, I'm failing her or I have had failed her at one point or another. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to get over those things. But, you know, as you move forward and, you know, as, as we're still going through it, um, Stephanie, you're just getting started really. Right. And you're about to have your second. So I think it's important to give yourself realistic expectations Mm -hmm. because like I said, like no one is naturally thinking that they could be a good mom and um or believes that they're doing it all right but um i guess before we get too much more into that let's talk about what we are grateful for this week <laughs> because yes. we do like to start with that i mean some of these topics just go like we just want to get into it right away yes, yes. but we have to remember to share our gratitude points for the week yes so um, I'll go first. My The thing that I am grateful for is my ability to, and it's going to kind of tie into this episode that we're doing, my ability to still kind of put myself first, like, and not in a bad way, but in a way that I need to take care of myself just because of the struggles that I've faced leading up to becoming a mom and then dealing with my journey once I became a mom Mm -hmm. there were things that I had to do for my health to be able to be the better mom the best mom that I needed to be right so I'm grateful for for knowing the things that I needed to do and recognize them and being able to put some of those things first right um I am grateful for um friendships you know because 
I talk about my friends a lot because it's, it's going to tie into these topics as well, your support system, right? Um, but I'm grateful that I've been able to still connect with friends that are not a daily part of my life all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful that even though that we're not a part of each other's daily life, we can still pick up where we left off mm-hmm. and and just, you know, be there for each other no matter what. So mm-hmm. it's really, you know, awesome to be able to have friends like that. Yes. But, okay, so I was really trying to dive in earlier, but it, like I was saying, nobody's, I don't know a mom who naturally thinks, like, I'm going to rock this. Like, I've got this. And I think that eventually we, we get there or... Maybe there are certain situations where we feel more confident right. about, you know, dealing with it because, I don't know, maybe it's time to, you know, teach your child how to, you know, uh, do something that maybe you've done so well and you're like, yes, I finally get to impart this into, you know, my child's life. But um, one thing that I read while I was researching this topic was, like, making a good plan with your partner. Like... You know, when you're setting realistic expectations for for yourself, I think it's important that you also like have a good plan set aside. If you're if you're doing this together with a partner, with a spouse, then it's important that you talk about those expectations together, <coughs> and that you can, you know, kind of follow your guidelines together. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing to. Ha- I'm not saying that everything's going to happen just the way you plan it to be. Right. But that's where you the realistic side of it, right, comes to play. You have to be realistic about what could happen, you know, what you want to happen, mm-hmm. and then, you know, just kind of sometimes it roll with the punches, go with the flow type yeah. of thing. But understand that you're not trying to be the perfect parent right. as much as we, we always try to be. Mm-hmm. But... I think that's a good point to make because at that point, I mean, if you have unrealistic expectations, you, you're you harder on yourself if they're not fulfilled. Not saying that some of your expectations can't be completed, but you're harder on yourself when you can't complete it or if something gets in the way that is unexpected, it's... Yeah. You know, and you blame yourself or it's like it didn't happen the way you imagined it to happen. And I think that's one thing that I had to learn was to... I used to be on time to everything. Like, yeah. I was the type of person, like, we're going to get there on time. Like, I hate being late. And get now... Get there early. Yes. <laughs> if you're not early, you're late. Yes. But And now, like, having a baby, like, that goes out the window. And I had to let that go like let that piece go because if I didn't then it would I I would be upset about it the whole time like oh my gosh we're running late like I can't believe we're late and you know they're gonna be mad at us for being late like it was just so much more pressure and stress now I'm like okay well we're gonna be late like I letting that go like really helped and it and it and it's again like it's all about what you expect to happen and what could happen. Right. We've talked about this in goal setting. We've talked about this and, you know, a lot of other topics, but it's the same kind of mindset. And it really is your mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, it all comes back to that, like changing your mindset. There's so many techniques to that. You can, you know, write yourself a note, you know, 
um, do some self development. Mm-hmm. There's so much out there that you could read upon your for yourself or for your, you know parenthood, but it all ties into to being able to change your mindset so that you're not setting unrealistic mm-hmm. expectations of yourself and right. you're not like sitting there with constant disappointment because life happens right. and kids are unpredictable. Very like unpredictable. Like you want, you know, this certain thing to happen at a certain time mm-hmm. and it's not always going to happen right, right at that time. Right. And some good advice that somebody had given me was that instead of planning out your day, plan out one thing to get accomplished in your day. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't say, okay, you know what? I need to get these 10 things done today. No, say, okay, you know what? I really want to focus on getting, you know, sweeping the house today. Like, right. And that gives you all day to accomplish that goal versus 10 goals yeah. in one day. And then you don't even get to accomplish one of them. Because let's say you're home with, you know, two kids. One all of a sudden get sick. You had a list of things to do. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened on that list? Maybe you made breakfast for your kids. Right. You know, maybe you got to sit down with them for breakfast. And that's being realistic. Like, right. if it's just one thing, that's okay. Right. So point that's number okay. one, realistic, realistic expectations. expectations. Yes. Okay. So the second point that we want to talk about is comparison. And this is whether it's comparison with in your you know your social group or on social media there's so many people who post on social media and I mean we've talked about this and you see it you know people will only show you what they want to show you they Mm -hmm. don't show you Mm -hmm. what life really looks like or you have these Instagram moms who post these beautiful pictures of them like laughing on the beach with their kids and it's like okay sometimes that can be real but most of the time like how easy is it to like gather and round up your kids to take like the perfect picture oh yeah yeah i mean and then we i think recently there was i mean it might not have been that recent of a video but i came across of it across it recently where this lady just kind of recorded her child's meltdown in the back seat because mm-hmm. she's an influencer and she posts, you know, all these beautiful pictures and she's like, but wait, this is, this is real life. Right. Like, yes, I'm putting forward a brand because yeah, that's a brand, right? It's like when you go to your job, you kind of, kind of leave everything at the door and you do your job well. Mm-hmm. So that's what some of these women do. Yeah. So please don't take what they're doing like Bible, like that's, you know, the way it's supposed to play mm-hmm. out each time. Like she was very, very brave, I think, for putting that out there. And the other thing is, is that not only just comparing yourself to social media, mm-hmm. compare yourself to friends. Like yes. friends, some of you, and even myself, I have a 22-year-old daughter in college. I have may not have done things the way somebody else might mm-hmm. do it. And you know what? My daughter and I, my daughter loves to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Does she want her own time with her friends? Yes. But she's like, Mom, let's go, you know do fiesta together we recently did that we're having fiesta in san antonio and somebody might be thinking you know or watching this from the outside like oh i would never okay well then it's not going to work out for you if that's what you choose not to do and that's okay it's okay that i'm doing this with my daughter and you're not going to do it with your daughter right or i i kind of feel like you know oh am i doing the right thing but i'm like there's nothing wrong with it 
And my daughter and I are just enjoying our time, yeah. and that's how we've bonded throughout her growing up. Yes, and I think that's one thing that it's so important is that th- that's your child, and mm-hmm. the, your decision to make how you do it is your decision. Yeah. And don't get caught up on what somebody else is doing because the same thing, they don't have your personality. They don't have the, the things that you've experienced in your life growing up that have shaped you to be the person you are. So it's easy to get caught up with comparing yourself to, you know, your friends and your family. And it's it's not it's not something you should do because you are a different person. You were raised differently. You're going to raise your kids differently, whether it's something that you want to instill that your family would, did for you as a mm-hmm. child growing up, or you want to create something new for yourself. But a lot of times for me... I was more of a trial and error. Like, I want to try this and see if it works for us. Because right. I don't know what, what Lorenzo is going to take to. I don't know what his learning style is or yeah. what's going to be rewarding to him. And so it's all trial and error to see what actually works. So I can't use somebody else's method and think, okay, their kid is exactly like Lorenzo, so it's going to work. Oh, or yeah. no, it's not going to work. Or their kid, oh, they're a month apart. So that means, you know, next month Lorenzo's going to be walking. And right. he wasn't, you know, walking yet, right? right? Or, you know, it's mm-hmm. time to potty train or whatever. Yes. It's whatever works, you know, for you. And it's hard it not hard. to get caught up on that. Because, I, you know, when Lorenzo was supposed to be hitting milestones and other kids were doing it, like, you question, like... Why? Why is my like? Why yeah. isn't he going through this? And I think it's as a new mom, not knowing the expectations as to like your development of mm-hmm. children, you know. And that's why it's so important to do like do your own research. And the fact that the the fact of the matter is, it's a science. Mm-hmm. Your child is unique mm-hmm. and different than somebody else's child. Correct. So that's like the like, really important part to. To keep reminding yourself that Lorenzo's himself. Right. He's not, you know, baby Johnny, you know, next door or whatever, you know. And the same thing, like, I had to remind myself of that, too, as I was, you know, raising my child. And with Kristen and myself as a single mom, I felt like I had, like, to live up to different expectations, Mm -hmm. rather, or Mm -hmm. where I would compare and she would probably compare us to like yeah. why can't they have why can't we have what mm-hmm. they have so it's important to even remind your children like and you know let's let's stay focused as a family and this, these are our expectations these are our what we're doing and we're not going to compare ourselves to the next door neighbors or to your best friends at school because we're a different family exactly like you were saying it's so yeah. important to just kind of just continue on with that mindset and mm-hmm. the fact that you know, just expect to be different. Right. To right. be different. So that's point number two, comparison. I think um, something that played a huge role in our next point for me was the support system. It was really easy to get overwhelmed for myself as a single parent. And I think it's, I think all parents get overwhelmed. But it was so important for me to have a strong support system that kept me in a lot of ways sane mm-hmm. without like losing my head um it came they came in the shape of family they came in the shape of friends of pastors it just it was a different um support system for every season yeah. i think that you know when she was very little you know we had 
um, my sister and my parents. And then as she started getting into, you know, adolescence, there was even, even other moms, even other parents. Like, we weren't comparing each other's kids, but we were there to support each other. Mm-hmm. And it's good if you find your little circle to help you, like, get through some of the moments. And right. then, again, you know, I think my parents and my sisters were always, like, in and out or mostly constant than anything. But, like I said, there were different levels of support, I think, right. as we went through the journey. Yes. I think that's important to have. And I think that was something that I was truly blessed with is so many people in my family had kids already. Mm-hmm. And so it was... It wasn't like I was going through things by myself, so I was able to ask other people's advice. And even some of my friends, some of my close friends, we were kind of pregnant but staggered. So, like, maybe they had their baby, like, two months before. So I would ask them, like, you know, certain things as to, well, did you did this happen to your body, like, after your pregnancy? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and people even reached out to me because I was very open with my pregnancy and the things I was going through and the things I experienced, especially with my postpartum depression. And, you know, it's, it's just something that being in my field of social work, I have learned to not keep things in and to talk about it. And that for me has been the thing is to be able to reach out to my support system and them know like, Hey, I'm coming to you in a vulnerable state, like, but I need help. Like I'm right. asking for help. And to my surprise, people want to help you genuinely they want do. to help you. They do. And it's, it's important to find, um, the right help too. Yes. So please, you know, don't be afraid to speak up, you know? And then they think that having a good support system helps you through, like the failures too, because you might like, you know, not get it right one week. Right. You know, like everything just goes wrong. You know, your kid gets sick on you or they get hurt mm-hmm. and you just start feeling like I did everything wrong or I missed, you know, their lunch that yep. week. Um, recently, somebody shared a story where their child had testing at school and so they had to take lunch with them because I don't think they were even like releasing them to their regular lunch period they were eating together and they're like, they would take a break or between tests. I don't know, something very unique. Um, and you start to feel like, you know, you failed it all, but you know, she had people she can count on that would helped her through it. And that helped her like, okay, I didn't totally like screw that up. Yeah. You know, you know, I, you get your confidence with the support that you have because you know that, you know what, I'm not going to do everything right, but somebody's going to help me through this, and mm-hmm. we're going to get it right together. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, for sure. So that's super, super important. Yes, that was point number three, mm-hmm. having a good support system. So the next point is keeping your identity in that balance as a mom. And I think this is this is a topic that I've actually talked about with quite a bit of people, and I think for them, a lot of people, and I... I wrote a post about it as to, you know, somebody asked me, like, how do you do it all? Like, how are you, you know, going out to run and doing all these things? And I'm like, well, I'm not like my house is a mess. Like I, my laundry's like piling up, like things aren't getting done because I'm putting effort into other areas. 
that are making me so much happier. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm giving the time to go and run without Lorenzo. Like, and I'm thankful for my support system. My mom will watch him for me or Julian will come and pick him up or whatever the case may be. But I, I've asked for that from my family because I know that's what I needed. So I try to keep my identity as to, okay, I want... I want to still be me, even though I am a mom. Yes, that is only one bit of me. There's so many more. Like, I'm still a wife. Like, I'm still a runner. I'm still a full-time employee. Like, I have to put effort into all those areas and not just one. Because if not, then there's no balance. There's one is going to outweigh the other one and something is going to suffer. And for me, and I know to some people this may sound selfish, but... And I felt this in the beginning of the pregnancy. I felt guilty because I work full-time. Lorenzo's at school during my full-time hours. So when I come home, I pick him up like around 5 o'clock or so. I still want to get a run in. That's about 30 minutes to an hour. We still have to eat dinner. And he goes to bed at 8.30. So that's a very short amount of time to be with him. And it was so hard to accept that and not feel guilty and for a long time in the beginning when I first had him I felt so much guilt and Mm -hmm. I know we talk about this mom guilt and it's real because I know I felt it but it's something that you have to learn to let go of because if not you're going to be consumed by just being a mom and I think as women we're more than that definitely and what I found I find a lot of joy in watching, you know, this play out that you and Julian have worked out, handing off the baby at the gym because one will pick him up and one will go work out or do, mm-hmm. you know, run or whatever, and then it's turn for the other one. Mm-hmm. And y'all are focusing on your health. Mm-hmm. So many parents, moms more specifically, neglect their health because they're so involved in what their children's activities are. Yeah. There's going to be a day where Lorenzo's going to start playing soccer or baseball or something. And I know that y'all are going to, because y'all have already created these habits, I know, I feel, I believe that you're going to still kind of maybe hand mm-hmm. off the duties yeah. where you don't have to be there the whole time. It's, right. I mean, trust me, coming from what I did, where I didn't keep my identity per se, where I didn't focus on myself almost at all Mm -hmm. like I did my own thing as far as like having a little bit of a social life but I did everything for my child Mm -hmm. you know and I found a lot of joy in sitting there and watch her rehearse watch if it was dance if it was but I could have been doing something else Mm -hmm. and her rehearsal would have gone exactly the way it went without me being there yeah like I know this doesn't sound it doesn't sound good for some parents because some of you listening you would never leave your child's practice so that you can go take care of yourself right. because what's more important than right. your child? Uh, you. Yes. Because guess what? Your children leave to college mm-hmm. and you're left to figure out what you're going to do with the rest right. of your life because it really is a lot more life right. to live after your exactly. kids leave. And that's me personally. That's what I'm going through. And, and I feel like all these dreams that I had for myself, not saying that you know I gave them up because, you know, of my daughter it's not her fault at all I just had a different mentality Mm -hmm. at the time and it's okay to have that mentality but it's also okay to be a little bit selfish and take care of yourself 
so that you can still remain Christina, Stephanie, even Julian, even the dads out there, mm-hmm. because I don't think it's just the mom. Some dads do it too, right? Yeah. They start just like totally living their life for their kids. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But there's a, it's super important to find balance. And I'm sorry if, I'm, if I feel a little, if I'm coming on a little strong, but I think it's something I'm very passionate about no. because I've already lived it. Mm-hmm. And look, looking back, had I done something a little bit different, it's like, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. step away from a couple of right. the softball or volleyball practices mm-hmm. where I didn't have to be mm-hmm. up all up in the business because guess what? The coaches are still going to do the same thing they're going to do without you there. Right. There's, your kid is still going to be the same athlete they're going to be without you there. Or even if you are there, I mean, I, I've known moms who would, you know, they would go to their their kid's softball practice and they'll be walking around the field, yes, getting a walk-in. Yes, like, yep. they don't have to just be sitting there yeah. watching the whole time. They can yeah. get up and they can find activities to still or be active. Or sit in the car, read your books, exactly. write your books. Yes. If, your thing, if your passion is to write a book, sit in the car, get your little iPad or laptop out and start doing your thing whatever it is you can still be there with your child and still have your own time and I think it's just so important to have your own time I agree 100% on that and it took me a while to figure that piece out and it wasn't until like I started feeling depressed and sad about the way I looked or the way I felt and the things I was missing out on, but I was still like, well, no, I, I can't do that because I have a baby. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not the case at all. And I remember, you know, Julian's like, he's going to be fine. Like he doesn't probably even really know like that you're gone for 20 minutes. Like yeah, it doesn't matter that point. time, yeah. like to them doesn't matter. What's important is the quality of time that you spend with them, which is why like, that's why I rather not do the laundry every day or sweep every day or we don't watch TV all the time because we want to spend time with our son when we're home because we yeah. know the next day or in an hour we're going to have to put him to bed and start our day all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So man. it's things like that that, you know, trying, you know, this point number four is keeping your identity and finding the balance to, to deal with that. Mm-hmm. That's, again, super important. And, I mean, that takes us into our next topic. Stephanie, I think you, you had down where mm-hmm. because we do these things, are we afraid of being judged? Heck yeah, we are. Do you Heck think that people yes. are like, oh, no, she's out there doing this for that and she's not with her kids? Yes. Do you feel like- yes, and I think that's, honestly, nobody has ever approached me about oh, you know, you've done this, like, you're running, and where's your baby at? Like, you're out here running, and, you know, nobody's approached me. There's been maybe one incident that I can think of that I picked up. I, it was one of the first times I, it was the first time I went to go work out as soon as I got off of work, and Lorenzo stayed at school for, like, 45 minutes longer than I usually leave him, And when I got to the school, and I've done a post about this, Mm -hmm. when I got to the school, the teacher made it a point to tell me, oh, you know what, he was crying. You know, he started crying when people started coming because you, you know, he, this is, he's not here this late in the day. And I, you know, I, a little bit, I felt like, man, I left him here. But at the same time, I was like, no, he was safe. Like, I didn't leave him at home by himself. (laughs) He was safe. Like, and I shouldn't have let that comment 
make me feel bad about the choice that I made to work out to be healthy for myself. Yeah. And it's hard to it's, not let that. It's hard, but in hindsight, now that you're looking at it, it was one comment out of everything else that's gone right. on. Like all the, and not that we do it for the accolades, mm-hmm. but you know, people, you know, who cheer you on, yes. who support you, yes. who understand you. And like we said, you and your husband have made a good, you know, realistic mm-hmm. plan to to get these kind of things done that and, you want to do. So yeah. you're always worried about being judged. And I mean, sometimes it happens, mm-hmm. like she just said, but most often than not, people are going to be cheering you on when they see you reaching your goals as a parent because, you know, you're you're looking like you're able to juggle it all, but on the bottom line is you've just made different choices exactly. instead. That's exactly what it is. It's mm-hmm. not the fact that I'm juggling it all or that we're juggling it all. It's the fact that the choices that we've made, we put other things first and let we let the house get dirty. We let the dishes pile up. We let the laundry pile up. Not forever, but you know, we just we focus on other things in the moments that we are doing that we want to be happy with and and I'm pretty sure people will judge that and whether they tell me or not I'm pretty sure people have made their judgment and it's sad to me when somebody posts that they have been judged for a decision they've made as a mother when it's a, as it is it's hard, hard to be yeah. a mom mm-hmm. it is hard to be a mom because you feel like you should be doing something yeah and you a feel like way. your house should be perfect or you feel like you know um, for some people, that is the most important thing in their life, and that's okay. But when it's you know when it's not like you said it's gonna get done right, yeah. it's not like you're creating an unsafe and unhealthy environment, environment for your exactly. child. Like that's not the case, people. Don't please don't imagine this stuff. No, we're at my house right now, and it is it is clean. <laughs> you know, things just don't get put away right away, yes. and that's okay. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a witness. You know, Lorenzo's very self safe and healthy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so no, and and it's 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 finding what's important to you, and really truly like you know, people judge, people make comments. But what's really happening for you? Mm-hmm. Like, are you happy? Are your kids safe? Are you, you know, attaining goals together as a family? Are y'all doing, accomplishing mm-hmm. everything that you set out to accomplish for the day? Yes, maybe no. And that's what's important, right? You know, not what other people are saying about you. So again, mindset people, like, just really trying to get what people are, you know, saying about you just out of your, out of your head. Because you mm-hmm. know what, what somebody else what works for somebody else may not work for you. And that exactly. brings us to the next, to my next point that I wanted to make is doing what's right for you and your family people. It's so important. So if it doesn't feel natural and, you know, you're, you're having to second guess, you know, what, what your instinct is telling you, then it's probably not the best thing for your family or the best thing for you. Right. So just like everybody has an opinion, everybody has advice, and it doesn't mean that you have to like give in to all of that, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody is is going to tell you what to do or tell you what not to do. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't re- feel right for your family... 
It could be, you know, something that worked for me in my experience of potty training 20-something years ago may not work for your kid. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And it's okay not to do something if it doesn't feel right or natural for your family. Exactly. You know, you don't have to do, you know, what, you know, so-and-so did. Right. Or, you know, you may not even... Maybe it's just something that you thought y'all wanted to do as a family. Maybe y'all made a decision to do something. And you know what? It's just not working out for y'all. So then you just don't do it. Yeah. Change it. Okay. Make the change. Like maybe your kids said they wanted to play the guitar. And you've tried and you've, you've set up the lessons and you did everything. But, you know, all it's doing is causing your child stress. And all it's doing is causing you stress and... If it's not feeling right or natural for you and your child, then, you know, it doesn't have to happen. Don't push it. Something could come up later and, you know, they might find the passion again. But I always felt like, you know, myself with Kristen and her sports, if she ever would have told me, like, I don't want to do this again, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right, I would totally back her up. Yeah. Did I sometimes feel like, oh, you're making the worst decision? Yeah, but... Why fight and stress over it when it's just going to make you feel like more of a failure or make her feel like a failure Mm -hmm. or, you know, didn't mean that I wasn't being a good mom because, you know, I didn't make my child stick something out. Like there were other important things that maybe I would make her stick out, you know, like, no, you're going to do it because, you know, you have a commitment or what have you. But sometimes if it means like your happiness and your stress, you know, like, Come on, yeah. you know, you got to wait. You have out. to see what fits best for your you and your family, like mm-hmm. Christina said. It's it's nobody else's job to tell you what to do in your family. It's mm-hmm. your job to take responsibility for what's the best thing for you and your family. And I think this is going to go into our last point that we want to talk about is we're going to just kind of talk about our thoughts on when people give you advice. Yeah. <clears throat> whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad because you don't have to cave in I read it said you don't have to cave into bad advice, but how do you know it's bad advice if it's something you truly don't know? Like you, Stephanie, like coming through like certain phases of Lorenzo's life and then even now bringing another baby into the picture, you really don't know if the same things are going to work. Right. So you kind of like you listen. I've always felt and I I tend to be pretty opinionated or Mm -hmm. I try to tell you, you know, this my thoughts. But I will always preface or end up with, I remember talking to a very young mom recently and I could just see her getting overwhelmed because her mother-in-law and her husband's grandmother, like they were both like just coming at her with like, you need to do this and you need to do this. And I told her like off to the side without offending anybody. And I said, you know what? This is your baby. This is, you're the mom. What feels right for you is right for your baby. Mm Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, you don't have to do what they're mm-hmm. telling you to do. Yes. You don't have to take everybody's advice. And I feel like that's probably what got me through in a lot of, you know, the phases that I went through mm-hmm. as a mom. Like, I didn't, I couldn't let myself, like, totally let somebody else, like, influence, in, influence me or feed into me a certain way. Because sometimes I would try and my daughter would recognize it, like, hey, you know, this isn't what's working for us. Yeah. I think what was good that we always had an open communication. So she would like, 
who are you trying to be right now? Yeah, like should be able kid, to identify it. And even if your kids are not as verbal, you're going to be able to sense off of them like something's, something's different, different yeah. or you're not going to be able yeah, to and figure I think, it out. I think a lot of the times <clears throat> people love giving advice. Mm-hmm. They just do. I mean, I, I can say this just based off of like when I post certain things on social media and I'll ask people's advice. Mm-hmm. I have gotten the most comments on those posts when I am asking for advice. Right. And it's it's funny to see how people are really quick to give you their advice. And in some cases I think it comes down to yes, you know, some of those some of those things are going to work for you, but some of them are not and that's okay. Like not everything is going to fit you. And, I, and for me, some of the advice that I got from people, I didn't want to take it because I kind of knew history about them. And right. I would be like, well, I don't know. I, I, they're giving me this advice, but I don't think I've ever seen them apply it themselves. Yeah. So yeah. can they, are they a really good person to give me their advice? And I mean, my family, my mom and my sisters and my in-laws give me advice all the time of what I should be doing, you know, what I should have been doing with my first pregnancy, how I should raise Lorenzo and, you know, what I should be doing now with this pregnancy and what I shouldn't be doing. I mean, my father-in-law is very vocal about me continuing to run while I'm pregnant. Even with Lorenzo, he was like, you shouldn't be running. Like, that's not safe for the baby. You're making an unhealthy decision. Like, every time he sees me, are you still running? That's the first (laughs) question he asked me. But it's, it's not in like I think you just need to know who the advice is coming right. from, if that makes sense. Yes, it does, and it and it's <clears throat> your father-in-law is probably just like speaking out of fear or what's not normal for him, right? Right. Or what he's not seen in his in his life. So I think more often than not, like culturally for me, I think the moms in my day probably did more than. I did while I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they were raising multiple children right. most of the time, or they were like workers in homes or outside the home on field in fields. Anyway, I'm, I digress, but I can kind of see where your your father in law is coming from. But you're right, recognizing who's giving you that advice, and also like it's something that I've I've stuck to spiritually all as well. Is you have to sometimes be considerate of who you're going to for advice. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, like, for me, I've always been like that with prayer. Like, if I'm asking somebody to pray about a, a situation with me, I'm very careful about who I'm asking to do that with me. Right. Right? Or who I'm ask, seeking out advice. Because sometimes you will, like you've said, Stephanie, you have sought out advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of it, a lot of times, is, is unsolicited, but a lot of times we do. It's natural that we ask somebody for help mm-hmm. or ask somebody their thoughts. So you have to take a step back and figure out, like, who are you willing to take advice from and who exactly. you're not. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you can still just listen because, like you said, people like to give advice. I tell people, just let them, mm-hmm. even tell my daughter, you know, just let them say what they want to say. Exactly. You don't have to take it to heart. You don't have to apply it to your life. You can consider it. You could look at the different points that they've made maybe. You could do your own research, your own, you know, meditating on what they've given you. Or maybe some of their advice is good and you you just, you know, mix it up or change it to fit you somehow. 
So I think that's something that we just, for me, on advice is just who is it coming from? Yeah. And how are, how can you really apply it to your situation? Because mm-hmm. everything's going to be different. Yep. So. And you can only take it for a little while, and then maybe it didn't work out, so you try something else. Right. Yeah. So, so I want to close with a couple of quotes that I found. So one of them, and I found this to be really funny. Like, it's just, I think it's just the perfect, the perfect way to kind of bring together everything we've talked about in this episode so it says if you see me in public looking a hot mess just know <laughs> my bills are paid my children have food and i ain't trying to impress you ah so i i love that one and we'll yeah. I'll, we'll post that on our social media so that way if you want to look at it you can always take that and still it and look at look at it for yeah, yourself yeah that's a good one and i want to share one that um just really spoke to me and it's from a book called the confidence the confident mom and it says it's impossible to enjoy anything when you're afraid of failing at it but once you know with all your heart that you really do have what it takes being a mom can be a lot more fun yes so you do you boo yes <laughs> like you what, need to do what is best for you and, and your you family yep. yeah so with that being said We want to thank you once again for joining us, the Confidence Creators. And we want you to remember to stay positive and keep smiling. Don't forget, the fun continues on Instagram and Facebook. Search Confidence Creators. And if you absolutely love this episode, leave us a review.